3: And I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset.
0: We are three years, three months, and 27 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Ned, back from his holiday. And very late in the evening when we are putting this together, but that's okay because I didn't have anything to do the rest of the evening. I was just, I was actually reading when you came in and you said, you know what, let's just put something together tonight so it'll be out tomorrow. So that's what we're going to do. How are you, Ned? How was your holiday? Brilliant.
1: Got totally sunburned, so I took a day off and then it took a day to, for everything to sort of bombard me again. Because you take roaming on your phone, didn't you? So and then the,
0: yeah, yeah, your connections, your links come something. in. And I thought whatever, yeah. Well, I'll have a quick look. And yeah, it I, turns I did, into this. I did see one photo of you. I don't know if uh, if Marty knew that you sent it or not, but I did see one photo. You didn't look very happy. You looked like you were just kind of sitting there on the. Uh, it was like a boat trip you guys were taking or something. Oh, it's a brilliant day. That's where I got sunburnt. Oh, was that the day you got burnt? That's probably why you. Were, yeah, you we, look, we, you went, looked very we went. We went out on something
1: yet. called the Queen Bee. And um the food was brilliant, and there's at least three different beaches. It stopped at, and and you had uh, they had paddle boards for people. You could go snorkeling and everything. I took the, my daughter snorkeling for the first time, and she was really good at it. And I think that's where I toasted my back. Mm.
0: Oh, oh yeah, especially. If, you
1: know, hey, to, it doesn't matter. Sleep. Oh man, it Goodness. doesn't matter. I was out in the sea all day, and yeah. The ginga came out in me, I think, and all Uh my freckles tried to join up.
0: Mm. Mm. Well, if you didn't get sunburned, then you wouldn't have a notebook full of stuff because you took a day off to stay out of the sun. (laughs) I took a day off and I nearly filled a
1: damn thing. Yeah. Yeah, So
0: I've got and I, you know, it's interesting because I told you, I said, don't do any podcast stuff while you're on holiday. I said, just take the week enjoy it. Don't concern yourself with anything that's going on. And to be fair, I tried to distance myself. I caught the occasional thing that came through. And I have a few things that we can talk on here that we can kind of accent with whatever you got in your notebook. We can just go that way with it. But it's always nice to just do these things organically right off the um Yeah, no, right off the problem
1: is The problem is when you have a bit of time, unexpected time and you care about something you start to reflect on things and one thing just leads to another and it's just it it's just yeah. really
0: interesting well i will let you start off you unless you'd like for me to lead off yeah
1: no no i want i'll start with something okay. because um right. um you know one of one of the things I really wanted to start to look into is because you know the America is um, has been classified as the obesity country
0: of the world. Basically, yes. I'm, I'm yes, very it has.
1: well. Actually, you're not the obesity country of the world anymore.
0: I thought, and I'm not pointing fingers here by any means because I know that people in my country have have a big problem with um, uh, with obesity. But I thought it was the Australians there for a while, or they not- were. No, somewhere this country
1: is very close to you.
0: Mexico, the UK is, I
1: believe it. No, Mexico. 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 Mexico? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I'm, listening. I, I, I'm listening. You know when you know when someone makes a statement and then you go, "That's a very strange thing to say," because like I just, did I would have the thought of their diet of chilies, rice, and that, and then you find out that there's a bit of um, a disagreement going on because remember we we talked about. Before, where they're trying to push the GM on the farmers and displace them, as, and then Mexico was a bit up in arms. And then, then you go start to look now, Mexico are starting to put warnings on foods because the USA, and I didn't know this, but the USA has been exporting to Mexico loads of wheat, rice, and other crops at uh, prices so low that uh, it's not cost effective for the farmers. They've been doing this for a long time.
0: Could you name those again, please? Wheat,
1: rice, and what else? Rice, and there are some other crops which are okay negligible, but they're the
0: main ones. Yeah, those two in particular. I'm pretty sure in the US those are GMO crops. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yep. So So there's the obesity. Uh,
1: Yeah. This is the the biggest problem is, and this has been going on since just before the, the millennium. And Canada has been doing it with the United States. And this is where you start to get really annoyed. So you got over, what, I think it's 28 years of this, um, there's a, was it NAFTA?
0: No, God, yes, they, the yeah. horrible trade agreement, the North American Free Trade yeah. Agreement, horrible thing That's under Bill
1: Clinton, right. yes. Right, so basically, you've got, at, at this moment, you've got, the, the argument is, Mexico, um, none, none, none of their um, uh, reasoning is based on science the same the same lines right because they've got mexico has got their own scientists they've got their own people saying this food is bad you're trying to displace our farmers do this gm thing that's bad for our economy right we're going to start putting warnings on this the science is bad so basically what (laughs) what they came back with was there's going to be a six-month study which is going to be driven driven by a, a third party you know that's partly going to be canada and i went Hang but on. They're involved. They're part of the trade agreement <laughs> yeah, anyway. They are, yeah. They're involved in the trade agreement. Right. So basically, and after this, then there might be sanctions due to, you know, Mexico not pulling their weight. Yeah. And this is how they're doing it to pull it. And Mexico is thankfully standing up to them and but it's not just the, the the actual foods that they've been shoving into them and messing the farmer it's they have still got this argument about this glyphosate going on and i didn't realize they were still using it oh but yeah apparently yeah, that, yeah. that is that is still being used and that is really a, um it's a herbicide isn't it like a pesticide is. herbicide yeah glyphosate and, it and is. it's a disgusting it is, yeah. thing yeah it's and bad and they've been messing with mexico for at least a couple of de- two to three decades now And Mexico's got tired of it. Mexico has got seriously tired of it. I'm I'm proud of them. Stand up and shout. I mean, yes, they'll be a tool for somebody else, but everybody has a right if it's your own country and it's your own people. I don't care, personally. I I think anybody that's... Any country that is pushing these uh, genetically modified organisms, especially um, the wheat, the rice crops and stuff like that, it's not good because if you take it on as a farmer thinking your profit margin is going to be good and they promise to supply you with all the seeds and everything because you'll have to take that every year because you you won't get it from your crop like you do from a natural crop so you'll be in totally dependent on them and it'll take them oh one bad year they might say oh dear you know and you ain't going to get nothing and you're going under and they'll get your land and no it's it's a it's a filthy evil push and this genetically modified stuff is being used as a tool to gain land and displace people and they even tried to displace governments and whatever else with it so no it is it's another nasty thing but yes i'll say the us and canada but you the only things you really need to displace in this is the un the wef and the who those triplets sit behind everything because the simplest thing is all the vaccines if you look into the history people are shouting out now and there are a couple of platforms which you can look at now there are people that are actually going legally at other people i've found a couple of other ones out which i might mention tonight um that's the vaccine so there's the who that's trying to take the power control And there's so many people starting to speak up about that. The WF is basically, if you want to be part of that club, you've got to have billions. You've got to make so many billions anyway. And they think they have the right not to tell anybody um, what they're doing, but they have the right to tell everybody what they should do. And then there's the UN that has kept the poor part of the world starving. They haven't done anything than actually... They can't even police anything. They've done nothing, but they have changed the status quo always on a negative for many, many years. Those three have to be turned over because they're not any of it, but none of them are elected bodies. And they think they should be able to tell you what to do and use your money, people. And You, mean steal.
0: Governments. you mean steal your money? <laughs> yeah,
1: well, yeah. Legally steal it. So yeah. Well, so Mexico was an eye opener for me. While yeah. I was away. Well,
0: speaking of speaking of the farmers, I mentioned this to you in uh, in prep. The prime minister of the Netherlands, uh, Mark so Rota, has been. Yeah. He's been. He's been ousted. Ousted. Yeah. He's gone. He's been displaced by the pro farmer movement up there, and they're going to form a government. And he is gone. He tendered his resignation yesterday. So he's out.
1: That's right. Yes, he is. Um, the Farmers' Defense Force, isn't it?
0: Or whatever they called themselves. I can't yes. remember what they called uh, themselves. Farm, farmers' Farmer Citizen Movement, I think, is what it was.
1: Yeah. Wonderful. They managed to get so many seats and they've managed to hold on to it. And yeah. And this means when the people push, you can do it. That needs to be done in every country. It does. It really yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. Because the sad thing about it is if the farmers get the controlling numbers in the government, Then basically the government that you can put in there then has to, but the weeding it will have to do or the um, amnesty that it'll have to do to its own police forces and everybody that actually didn't stand up ethically or morally and just said, well, that's our job. No, your job is to protect the people.
0: Yeah, this also had to do with, and this wasn't the only reason, uh, this also had to do with the number of asylum applications that went into the the country of the Netherlands. They increased by a third. So they went from, they had a projection last year of 46,000 and they went to over 70,000. So the seizure of these farms, the whole point of this was to, it wasn't about CO2 emissions or anything like that. It was about oh, well, they,
1: they use so many
0: climate excuses, which is yeah, bunk. yeah, 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 exactly. And this was about building new places and in these fifteen minute cities and all that stuff. They were going to build it on on that arable farmland.
1: Yeah, they thought they could confiscate people's lands. It was their yep. right.
0: Yeah, take their livelihoods away. Yeah,
1: and uh, they they were going they were taking trying to take the whole country. Well,
0: more than that. I mean, they were trying to they were trying to to disrupt the actual food supply of mostly mainland Europe because that's yeah. what the second or third largest food exporter in the world the Netherlands
1: yeah and they yeah. are the ones with the minimum use of nitrogen fertilizers because yep. they knew how to do it yep. per tonnage of food everything they had it way to a T and yet the puppeteers and the puppets were just doing what they were told and yet i'm i'm so glad because if i remember rightly it was only the other day when they were going to the Hague and The police redirected them
0: into a car park and didn't quite allow them to get as close (laughs) yeah that's right you know there you go farmer's defense force you were right yeah yeah
1: yeah farmer's defense force brilliant love it that is a positive but yeah talking about lands before we
0: before we get to that since we're on climate change because you've been you've been hammering climate change in that agenda for the last i think three weeks now
1: it doesn't it so, doesn't need hammering, does it?
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't need hammering because I think they've they've hammered that that dead horse I think about as much as it can be hammered, but they're going to double down. Ned, did you realize that we have had the hottest temperatures across the world in the last week Rubbish. ever recorded. Hottest
3: temperatures
1: ever ever, uh, no, ever yeah, recorded. Yeah. Ever, ever recorded. recorded. Yep. And where where did they record these
0: by the way? All across the world. I, sorry, where all across the world? But all across the world. No, you see, you're looking for pinpointed places. No, I see. I can't give no, you that. No, because that's where they've done it. They've done it locally on the yes. surface or yeah. wherever. Uh-huh. There's been no depth
1: of atmosphere because you will not get any NASA readings on that. And if I remember rightly, haven't you got, what is it? The N-A-O-O? Yeah, uh, Noa. And- yeah, N-O-A-O. They work with NASA. And uh-huh. they give out the real readings. So, guys, if you don't see NASA's end on it or Noah's end on it, it's bollocks.
0: Actually, They're just taking local stuff. I'm going to send you a report that you can look over and you can give your assessment on it. Bruce and I did it about six months to a year ago, but I want yep. another pair of eyes on it. Right, so I'm going to send it to you. And I'm going to show you how they've concocted this temperature rise bull. OK, you're going to love it. I'm going to you know, send you a, a most, report most on it. Most
1: of it will be just locally localized
0: yes. points wherever. Yes. And you'll see what they actually did. They show actual examples in there and, and where they put these these sensors and, and this network that they set up. They yeah. put them on like airport tarmacs and next to industrial the, the, air conditioning Yeah, units Of course
1: and, they do, because that that's where they get... This is what I was trying to explain to people, where the atmosphere naturally ditches energy and heat out of the atmosphere if they look into the atmosphere they know per the met- meterage the, the actual volume of it and how much is ditched out and yet when they take it from a localized area they say oh yeah it's removing say 1.4 whereas the atmosphere uh, say is actually in that area ditching 2.6 so you've got that negative feedback because that localized thing is saying, no, no, it's building up because it's not showing that that actual heat and energy is being dispersed. So they've worked out that we could use this as a negative feedback loop. And it there is. there's the science. No, there's the manipulation of numbers. You idiot. We have an atmosphere. You know, it's the simplicity of it all is there are scientists. I said David Lindzen. I said Professor John Christie, who's still got his job. They've actually done stuff together. They've worked with NASA, NOAA, as you call it, N A O O S out there. They're all given it. This is very strange, you know what I mean? Because it's mm. not even, it, this isn't even classroom science, because if the actual teenagers were allowed to actually look into it themselves and have a debate or information from varied supplies they would debunk it and go why are we being taught the wrong science because this isn't science so the kids are actually being shown and driven down what is can only be said a corporate lie and they're not actually being taught proper knowledge and they're getting caught up and twisted up in it and it's not right
0: well let's take a listen to the experts on mainstream news media
2: It was revealed yesterday that on Monday, Earth had its hottest day ever recorded. And that's not just one place having a high temperature record, that is every single temperature across the entire globe average for the whole world having the highest temperature we have ever recorded. And we know it's the hottest it has been for 125,000 years on Earth. That's back when Neanderthals roamed our planet. And this is a snapshot of what Earth looked like on Monday. These are the actual temperatures on Monday right across the planet. We had some incredible records broken, but here's just a few. First of all, Canada. They have their record-breaking wildfires burning an acre, more than 8.7 hectares, and this continues to burn, and this is the worst wildfires they've had in Canadian history. Also, over to China, they have record temperatures, record flooding, and we know that these record temperatures are now five times more likely because of climate change. On the other side of Earth, we have in Antarctica, record temperatures there as well. It's winter there, and they actually had temperatures above freezing, the hottest July day they have ever recorded and it looks as though we have this record breaking our previous record from 2016 it is likely to be broken again as we head through the coming weeks and scientists say this is an alarm bell for how rapidly climate change is happening and actually even here at Hampton Court Palace many of the gardens focusing on climate change having drought resistant plants because we're set to have hotter drier summers here in the UK
1: So did you get on um, that? Yeah. yeah, so look into that name that they're talking about, reanalyzing.org. If you haven't got anything from proper satellite in-depth atmospheric analysis, proper stuff, and actually there are records going back quite a long way and they look into it and they use those records, they will go, well, she's an idiot. and Well, then, they'll
0: just move on to the next one. Well,
1: this is it. When you actually make a statement, they've put her out there, yeah? Why wasn't she actually talking to somebody or a scientist? They don't tend to talk or have a scientist present who is willing to put their face and name to
0: any of this. Have you noticed? Not one. Yeah, it's always just a generalization. It's always the scientists say. uh, There is nothing
1: to back it up. What scientist? Uh, Excuse me. And what do you think? Since you've given this all our data, you know, and she should be speaking to this person. So where have we got this from? And we've... Illuminate it from where to where to where no it's just frightening stuff and it scares people yeah it's well that that piece of paper looked like everything was in meltdown lovely colors it did yeah
0: yeah 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 it's funny because i can tell you for an absolute fact that the temperature that where i'm at was a little warm over the weekend and they said there that it was actually colder did you actually notice that there was
1: no cloud patterns
0: or hang on
1: storm patterns on that picture yeah, it and was I just actually one big orange yeah, strip.
0: Yeah, and I noticed that it was actually hotter more north than where I'm at and where you are, which is if which it, is fascinating to me.
1: That was not a weather picture. There was nothing there. There was nothing because you get build up a heat somewhere, you get build up a humidity, you get weather patterns on one side of the world, causing weather patterns on the other side of the world. People, that was scare stuff. And I'll tell you what, I, I don't understand how she she must think more of what she's being paid than actually her self-respect, because that just dropped out of the left ear with her common sense. I don't understand how, how these people. Ridiculous. It's, it's, yeah, it's
0: I, sad. It's pitying, really. It is. I don't understand how these, these people in these media outlets, I'm not going to pick on just one here, but I don't understand how they can consciously stand up there and just spout whatever's handed to them. And then call you know, themselves a journalist you know, when they haven't she, actually she, done anything.
1: She, she may have done something and said to bosses, well, I don't want stand up there and look like an idiot because I don't know what this is all about. But for me to actually spout these words that you're going to run up on this little bit of transparency in front of this camera so I can say it, it is correct, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Just
0: get out there and do it, yeah, girl. Yeah, I love get out there and just say it. Yeah, and f-
1: Out she goes. And she's not going to be allowed ever to do a disclaimer. No, of course not. Why would you? Yeah, well, there you go. She might get a new
0: house out of it. Maybe new
1: car. But yeah, it, it, it's a uh, sorry. It, NOAA, uh, NOAA. Yeah, it's the National Oce- Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. People look at their stuff. Look at NASA and what they've put together, and look at really go and have a look at um, Professor John Christie, David Lynden. David Linton, bee. he's been dethroned by his loads of people and laughed at and shouted down. He's still out there. He's been there from the beginning. He even was there with the UN until he really pulled the rabbit out of the hat and went, this is just silly. But John Chris is still there. He's practicing and he's out there and he's doing the stuff and he's got some lovely free stuff on the sites at Alabama. And it's out there for you to do, you to have a look at. If you care, go have a look. Make up your own mind. Right, get I the found debate going.
0: Yeah, Sorry. yeah. I found no. You're fine. I found this uh, this report, uh, and I'll just show you a preview of it here. Uh, I found this report from last year, and again, Bruce and I did a podcast on this. But this is an analysis of the U.S. surface stations. You know where they get all the the temperatures and stuff. Uh, this was done by the Heartland Institute. I will send you this report, and you can have a look at it. Again, we oh, we did it, but not be interesting. You, yeah, yeah. You, it went through every one of the actual sensors where they're located and goes through each one and what they do and and things like that and they break it all down and they got all nice facts and figures and statistics and and all that stuff
1: you see when 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 we use we, we used to have these things at schools but the main thing that it was really good for getting although yes you could have a temperature when you were there you could record it and you could send it in that was fine but then that would give you an idea of how at a local point where the temperature is. But if you really... Then then they started to look into atmospherics. When they had the tools, they had the satellites, and they could actually do it properly. And But you still could have those reference points on the ground so you could see how you were reading something down there and then you can do it in different levels of the atmosphere. Fine. Right. But one of, the, one of the few things that those collection points were for was rainfall, basically. So they could see how much water dropped out of the sky and they could see the variations on the ground of temperature. But as to how the effects of the atmosphere and how the actual biosphere works, that idea of picking up at points like that went out the window a long time ago. That is, that sort of science is, if you want to show children, this is what we used to do a long time ago. This is what it's good for. It's good for reference points. It's good for you for just learning how to collect data, not necessarily correct usable data, But it's how you do something, basically. And they can learn how to do, put things together. That's about all it's good for nowadays, because we have so many instruments that we can use. But no, I mean, you take something like that NOAA. I mean, it's been around since, I think it's one of the longest, 1807, is it?
0: it 's been around for quite some time I don't know the exact so year, I
1: think they they originally yeah, um I think it was Thomas Jefferson who originally puts the original sort of group together and then it just expanded from there it's been around a long time it's been yeah a- about as yet-
0: long as the uh about as long as the New York post that was founded by Alexander <laughs> Hamilton that was I think one of our first newspapers
1: oh uh, yeah got the New York post that's another wonderful mouthpiece you could say it but, is yeah, one, I
0: mean- it is one of the more um one of the more in the middle kind of out- outlets yeah so
1: but, I mean, NASA works with the NAOO, and they put satellites there. They put the ones up that orbit across the actual um, north to south across the ice. I think that was one of the most recent ones. They have the information. Go and have a look at them. And they are quite willing to share it as well. Yeah, you might have to, um, what do you say, um, just uh, not subscribe, but you have to say who you are or whatever, and then as long as you're a real person, and they'll let you pass it on sort of thing. You know, it's it's called permission license or whatever, but they will allow you to have it.
0: Yeah. And they
1: won't won't shout at you and call your names either.
0: Yeah, there there are government websites that you can actually you you have to register with them if you want to view any of the files that they have that are publicly available. But you have to register with them in order to get access to that.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, they will actually tell you really strange things like CO2 is actually good for the planet and nitrogen fertilizer might help and you know they'll tell you about the actual warming effects or not etc and it's all explainable and it's all very interesting if you have the will to do it
0: well let's hope that people do we all we can do is put it out there right all right what else you got
1: i don't know i was having um where was i i was going to talk about something about what they were trying some of your states are trying to do in america exit taxes
0: Ah, yes. This is trying to stop uh, what we call capital flight. Uh, in, it, it's not a secret. This is a, uh, this is a longstanding thing that a lot of people will do in times of economic peril in certain places. People don't want to stay there. They want to take what money they have, what capital they've got, and they want to move somewhere yeah. else. And so that's and, what they want to do. And and so, so I'm assuming you're going to be talking about one state in particular here, which is California, which is having yeah, the biggest actually, exodus. Yeah.
1: But yeah. there are actually I found more than one. So you can tell me whether they're red or whatever. Okay. California.
0: No, that's as blue as you can get. Yeah. It's, I New would, York. I would York? argue. Well, that's OK. That's the California of the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Massachusetts. That's blue.
1: Uh. Washington. <laughs> no, of course, it's blue. <laughs> Washington State. And Hawaii, for some reason.
0: Again, blue. Yeah.
1: Well, there you go. They, they are, they are five of states, the man. biggest things. But the thing is, this has come to light because somebody, put, uh, somebody is um, questioning your federal government because they are the federal government, once again, they're trying to play with that lovely piece of paper of yours.
0: They're always right? trying to, trying to play with that lovely. Yeah, they're always yeah. trying to turn it into confetti. Right. Now, yes, you're right. I might have this wrong. I don't know.
1: But fundamentally, looking at your 16th uh, constitutional right, yeah? I will pull that right now. Continue on. Yeah. It has uh, authorizes of taxes on income. And if I understood it right, it basically says an asset doesn't have to be taxed unless it's sort of drawn on. So basically, if someone has assets... Like if they had assets in a company and then it was put back in in, any profit was put back into the company until it was actually drawn on, they couldn't really be taxed because it was an asset. Like your house is an asset and everything else that you have, if you up and move a state or whatever, this is where this is where it, it actually goes a bit naughty really, because it should be, since it, it's, it's a constitution, it's a constitutional rights, doesn't the constitution cover America? Yes, it covers all the So really, theoretically, if somebody actually moved, took their assets, converted it to money, but then put that back into having a house somewhere else, yeah? So they weren't actually drawing on it and everything. So basically, they said, right, my asset of my house here is worth X amount. I'm going to go over. I want to move over there. Within America, which is covered by the same constitutional right, shouldn't I then be able to buy assets there with the money from them assets and live without having to be totally murdered by taxes?
0: Yes, because that money's already been taxed. Exactly.
1: So basically, there's, there's some people up in arms one way or another about this. So this is the way that those horrible states are trying to, and they're trying to break that sixteenth constitutional right about assets and
0: tax. Of course they are, and so I'm sure that they would continue on. on and and raise yet again uh, the capital gains tax, which we shouldn't even have because there again, that's taxes on money that you've already paid taxes on. So it's a double tax. And then uh, for some reason, we're staring down the barrel of uh, actually a double barrel shotgun of not only a danger of having a value added tax put into the US, which we don't have. Oh, which, you don't want that. No, you don't want that. You do not want no, that at that,
1: all. That, they'll put that on everything that they, they want to will.
0: classify as a luxury. Exactly. Well, they'll put it on everything, not even a luxury. Yeah. It'll be on everything. Oh, yeah, but they'll classify it as a luxury. Oh, as a luxury, of course. Yeah. But they also have, because of this green agenda, again, I hate to keep harking back to that, but in there, they want to create something called a wealth tax, which a wealth tax, I wish Bruce were here to explain it, but- uh, a wealth tax is a tax on everything you own. So you will have an assessor come in and look at everything you've got, as in, like, taking an inventory, like a business on everything you have, and then they will tax you on that. And then next but there'll year, there'll be it'll, a loophole it'll,
1: it'll... that somebody knows this is why so many companies get away without paying tax because apparently they don't make any profit. You know, no, see, and net, yet,
0: no, 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 no there's no.
1: billions of whatever, and no,
0: Ned, Ned, you're you're misconstruing. You see, these businesses like Microsoft and Facebook and General Electric and and these companies, just because they have an office with ten people in Ireland, in Dublin, doesn't mean they don't pay any taxes. They pay ten cents. That's all they need to pay.
1: Yeah, and then pat themselves on the back, and all these uh-huh. bonuses flow out. Uh-huh, that's exactly what they do. Oh, Facebook, we had to pay was, our
0: people bonuses. Yeah, I was, I was talking to somebody, a friend of mine in Dublin, and he said, yep, Facebook has a corporate office here. There are 10 people. There's literally 10 people in it, and that's their home office.
1: Well, I did actually look into a little bit of law, and I did find one thing, right, a case for you that actually held up in court, and it was in 1920, because it's civil law, so it should still stand, should it not? It should indeed. There was, in 1920, there was a civil case between um, Eisner and Eisner versus McComb, and it held that a gain in asset value uh, qualifies only as an income because you can tax on an income if it is received or drawn by the recipient for his or her specific use, benefit, and disposal. So if they just want to cash it up and spend it, then it can be taxed as an income but really transferable assets should not be taxed no they shouldn't be because it's again taxes have already been paid on it yeah so that is a case that was in 1920 which it, which i i i briefly had a quick look at yeah people have got to be very very wary if you are moving from state to state somebody's got to put a boot down and say this covers america Not state independent law. This has got to be. And because they're trying to use it to break it.
0: Well, I think think it goes even further than that. I was actually reading not long ago that uh, California was one of these states that wanted to introduce this exit tax because they're losing so many people and they've got massive social programs that they need to pay for in that state. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And believe it or not, California, this was before COVID. I shudder to think what it is now. But before COVID, just the state of California had 987,000 state government employees.
1: Well, saying that, when I was growing up, now that's interesting because with something you talk about, like you've got different states piling more of the people's money into crazy ideas. Yeah, yeah. On a smaller scale, but on a similar scale, when I was growing up in London for a period of time, I was in a rather large borough called Wandsworth. And they started to bring in something called the poll tax, which eventually turned into, like, you sorry, get taxed sorry, on your house or whatever. poll yeah. tax? Poll tax. Okay. It's basically, you live in a house, you will pay so much money, which will then pay for the bins and all the local council oh, okay, stuff or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the council then issue a list, which is now called... It's just called council tax now, I think, which is like uh, a list that you can have a look at and find out. And it tells you how they've distributed the money and whatever. So Mm -hmm. if you in this country, if you look into it now, it's what I used to say to people in this country. we, We give so much to charity that we don't even know. But you should be entitled to decide what charity you give it to, because our council tax actually keeps the charity shops going in the town main streets without us knowing it. But. When I was growing up, it started with the poll tax, and it was like one with a massive borough, yet huge, and it was something like you paid um, £100 or something like that, or £140, and it was next to nothing. The adjacent borough, Lambeth, so this was a conservative borough, and they ran it properly, which you would probably call Republican or whatever. And Labour borough next door, which was run by obviously labor councils yeah their council tax was something like 500 pound
0: they've got politicians to pay now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it was because they said oh yes this this person needs to be supported well, you know and you you I, it sounds laughable but people used to go around and used to these say well if i was a um a pregnant one legged Black lesbian, I would be able to get X amount out of the system, sort of thing. And they just went, Well, I could, I mean, I haven't got anything against anybody that, that's different, but they literally looked, looked at the system and running jokes come out of it how much you could make if you were one specific extreme or whatever away from just standard or normality or whatever. If there is a problem, yes, you should be supported, but for people, we're paying such a high rate because of because every one of those jobs creates another one, two, three, four counselors or people that sit behind a desk. And most of it doesn't actually go to the people who need it. And it just gets out of hand. And California sounds
0: like it's that on a very magnified scale. Oh, the the amount of the amount of people in the streets out there and the politicians, they run and they champion the homeless. And and the the downtrodden and the the drug use in the cities and they do nothing with it. They do nothing. nothing. Yeah, exactly. Right. They just exacerbate it. Yeah. And how much
1: money goes into the wrong thing oh it's like all the
0: money it's just uh, gp was actually because obviously he's from la and he moved all the way to the other side of the country he went polar opposite but he was telling me that there was a uh, there was a train station for a a high speed rail project i'm doing the air quotes you know high speed rail (laughs) that never got built they spent all this money it was like billions and billions of dollars of state taxpayer money and they did it in fresno that was supposed to be like the big hub they built the structure, as in, like, they built the concrete frame of it. They put water and electricity in it, but then all the money ran out and it turned into a giant crack house for the homeless with free water and electricity. That wouldn't surprise me.
1: But I no. tell you what, they, I, I bet, I bet each one of those representatives or councils has probably got, um, a free UNID because they'll be doing just about exactly what that horrible mm-hmm. well, see, thing does. In
0: California, you've got these these really unique individuals out there called supervisors, and they're not exactly um, they're not exactly council people, and they're not exactly no, they're the state represented. They are the experts. Yes, you got they it. Are the experts. And they get paid enormous salaries for what they do, which is the square root of nothing. They show up to meetings. And they talk about the programs that they want to do, but. Oh, God
1: Almighty, meetings. Yes. Meetings. The cost of. I mean, if people think, right, everything's talking about climate and everything like that. And yet, the biggest masses of people, or even the smallest mass of people that create the biggest carbon footprint, is the UN, the WF, and the WHO. Their meetings that they associate with uh, governments, heads of corporation, and everything else. The amount of money that goes into the traveling expenses, feeding them um, at wherever they want to, because they're not going to go into some nice Greek Taverna and have some stuffed peppers for next to nothing, which would be a lovely meal. Oh, no. They'll be off somewhere else. The rooms they stay at, the planes they fly in, They'll be taxed around the amount of people. Yeah, there are are thousands of people that are in nowhere jobs that actually are bought into this. But I'm not saying sack them. There'll always be jobs for everybody as long as it's sensibly done. That is the biggest waste of money. The money, it'd be interesting if you could actually find out how much money the last 10 meetings cost and what you could have done with that whether it is towards famine, proper science, or the climate, or anything. I'll tell you what, their last 10 meetings would have could have probably been a world-changing event in itself, all that money.
0: We actually looked at one of their conferences. It uh, was the, one of those COP conferences that they had in, uh, it, I believe it was in Glasgow in Scotland, and mm-hmm. they had the menu of the restaurant inside the place that was available. It was publicly available. They had one option that was uh, like climate friendly or whatever. All the rest of it was like pizza and burgers and chips and God knows what else. No, I mean, it was it was it was absolutely ridiculous. If you look at any of these conferences that they do every year, and you're absolutely right, they bring in their entourages. We talked about the last one, I think it was in Egypt. And they had, I think it was like 1600 private jets flew in within two days for that conference. And then, of course, oh, you had yeah, the travel time. Oh,
1: yeah, I must admit, and it wasn't. It was shortly after when they were asking for. This is off on a tangent, guys, but that's when it they were trillion, asking yeah. for unvaccinated people.
0: That they were asking yeah, for unvaccinated pilots. Staff, yeah, that's right, yeah. And, and crew. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and that's also the same conference that John Kerry says, you know what, we're going to need a trillion a year minimum just to get this started.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, if you went through it, that they are talking. Like I said the other day when Oxfam got on the wagon and then the banks got on the wagon and that minimal amount of trillions went into something like 68 trillion a year or something really, some stupid number. And it just keeps escalating. And the thing is, talk the climate up and break society and twist it to how you want. And at the end, they'll go, see, we've got you where we want you mostly you dead or wherever else and the rest of you do as long as we say because look the climate's okay isn't it told you we'd do it and they want to change the damn thing
0: yeah i have a uh a small audio clip here of um forgive me of charlie talking about what needs to be done in order to marshal the strength to be able to deal with the climate crisis. Get another clock.
3: So my plea today is for countries to come together to create the environment that enables every sector of industry to take the action required. We know this will take trillions, not billions of dollars. We also know that countries, many of whom are burdened by growing levels of debt, simply cannot afford to go green. Here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector. With trillions at his disposal, far beyond global GDP, and with the greatest respect, beyond even the governments of the world's leaders, it offers the only real prospect of achieving fundamental economic transition.
0: You sell out. Need trillions. Far beyond the reaches of any government on this planet.
1: But he just sold out. He said, we've got to do exactly what the corporate system wants. And they have just, over the last few years, tried to kill the kids off and everybody else. Because that's what they've that's, that's they. It, it's simple. Um... I really, really want to get my teeth into some vaccine stuff, but I might do that next week. But you talk about, didn't he start some clock with that git in London the other day?
0: Yes, the climate clock. Yeah, we talked about it last week.
1: I mean, right. So if you think about it, uh, everything they've done, the Sadiq Khan, it based on climate, eco, green agenda, whatever, electric vehicles, batteries. I, I, I I was having this Personal, I was just scribbling away for ages and I I was thinking, yeah, you got your lithium mines, but it's not just lithium mines, right? Because basically, you look at a lithium mine and people go, well, okay, you get lithium out of the ground, but it's not quite that simple because you get something like a single mine will use over 5,000 tons of sulfuric acid. Now, that in itself, and that's in a day to get this stuff out, yeah and then you've got something like so many thousands of tons of water to remove that and the effect it has, then every year that mine will produce 350 million tons of waste. This is Mm -hmm. cubic yards of waste. This isn't a small one, all right? And these things have a permanent effect, right? Because, okay, you think, well, a mine is a mine, and acid is acid, and water is water. And all that waste goes in a hole. Hang on. What about all those humans that are somehow connected within that? Mm -hmm. What effect do people think? Why? Because you're not related to them? Well, I'm sorry. We all are in some respect or whatever, because that's what we're supposed to have humanity for. We're supposed to think about it. And the eco-warriors and everything say, oh, slavery this and slavery that. But people are dying. It's not slavery. People are dying children are dying everything and that's just one part of what is required which is lithium you have several things people if you want to go and see what the cobalt mine's all about and everything like that that's yet another aspect and this is why the un has been allowed to police and keep africa poor no other reason and yes that that what you're showing me johnny looks like a really bad used paint palette that goes on for miles yes, and they're actually this, ponds aren't they
0: yes those are massive this is a very far zoomed this is probably uh i would say four or five hundred meters from the top i i would say is where this shot is from and it's it extends wider than what this shot gives it uh this is a lithium field yeah this is a lithium yeah. field so this is where it's your horrendous. electric car batteries come from that's it a, is, that's a it wasteland is horrendous to give you an idea if a bird lands Near this, within two to five minutes, that bird will die. Yeah, from exposure.
1: The bio, the, uh, there is no biodiversity near there. there no, it's no barren. Life. You can see it. There's no, no li- local life at all. We are capable. We are not just capable of destruction. We are bloody good at it. Don't get me wrong. But the the problem is, I mean, me and Marty talks. Uh, we, we've had these things, and we've had um, we've talked about aspects of what humanity has done and what humanity is capable of. And yes, it always comes down to the easiest route is to be a diabolical, nasty little shit. Whereas you find it so hard to go the other route, the right route. Corporations do very, very rarely, and we're talking. I wouldn't like to put a number to it, but it's very small. to go down a sustainable route as much as anything because it's all about profit and everything else. The way the actual whole system's designed, is terrible. And yes, it's so hard to actually do the right thing. And that is why people stick their heads under the pillars and hope it just passes them by. But, you know, you you are in some respect connected to that darkness as well because if you know about it, and you ignore it somebody else is going to be harmed even if you get away with it the first time the second time the third time and if it eventually comes and something happens on your doorstep and it's a relation or or somebody related to you or even someone closer you know really close to you that's and, and you've got to wait till that happens it's not nice because that journey has hurt so many thousand people before it's got to your doorstep uh, it's not good but this sadiq khan is a total git he has no conscience. There's, there's there's, nothing there. His name, remember that nice boat I was talking to you about that I got a nice sunburn on?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I saw there photos a, of your boat trip, yes.
1: There was a South African gentleman on there. He, he was an older gentleman, and he had a couple of sons, yeah? And I went, you're looking miserable. What's the matter? It's a lovely day. He went, do you know, I have this wonderful Mercedes-Benz. I said, yeah, where do you live? He went, London. <laughs> I'm going to have to get rid of you. You les
0: you les, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I said, Well, why is that? And he went, um, well, you know, Sadiq Khan's doing this and whatever. I says, and I I'll just let him get it off his chest because after afterwards he, he he was. Did you fighting. give him a podcast card? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. But I'm sure Marty put some stuff out there. But he was talking quite openly about it, and I said, Well, yeah, if you if you think about it. You've got a car there, and when you buy it new, and you're not going to have a problem for the first four years until it has to get MOT'd, and you're in a Mercedes Club, and it always gets looked after in the first few years, and it has to be MOT'd. And this car goes on for several years, because they're designed that way, and it has cost you a bit of money to begin with. But even when you sell it, it's a very good second-hand car, which won't cost people much money. And then you go on to... Say it gets a third buyer or a fourth buyer because, as much as Mercedes make very good taxis because they go on forever, these cars do exist for a long period of time. And the longer they're there, the less their carbon footprint really is because of the design factor. So, the longer it lives, the better it is. And this is what people don't understand. When you change, even now with the electrical vehicles and the amount of different electrical vehicles means whole warehouses whole design part departments the whole system is a carbon footprint attributed to that the witch magazine did a thing about carbon footprints on vehicles a long time ago and it incorporated at the beginning of all this and it incorporated every vehicle that was just about available and do you know which one won it with the least carbon footprint
0: uh, I'm going to go with a Mercedes S-Class no. <laughs> just because it's a very large car. No,
1: it's the biggest gas guzzler in known history, the American Jeep, because it hasn't really? changed that much. Because the American Jeep has not changed so much, whereas you've had a new design of this each year or two designs of this each year. You incorporate all the designs, all the factories, all everything else, you know, the movement of factories to wherever, wherever, Bang, bang, bang. And it went, this sounds stupid, but the American Jeep has changed so less compared to all these other designs that it can kick out and drink as much fuel as it wants. But it has a lower carbon footprint. So when you talk about your carbon footprint, your corporate ideas, it is a load of tosh. And people, you can go back and find that witch magazine, because it's one of the magazines that she's looked at by Everyday people because it has the fours and against expensive washing machines, cheap washing machines, the whole range of it, and it says we've checked this out for energy, we've checked this out for it lasts so long, and it goes all the it's one of those magazines which does all that and has done it for decades. Oh
0: uh, yeah, it's like it's like what we have in the US, is called consumer reports. They do all of the testing and all the checking yeah. and they evaluate. Yeah. And everything. it comes yeah.
1: back with, yeah. you know, yeah, this is a piece of whatever, or this is very good, and this stands next to this, whatever. And at the end of it, it just Gives you all the stuff and goes, and every now and then it comes out with a report. He goes, and that was one of the most astounding things. He says, we couldn't believe it. We went through this with on every design company and whatever, and we and they found it quite amusing. But talk about your carbon footprint. You incorporate everything that should be in that. You will find something very interesting. And the electric vehicle has already got a m- massive footprint. And the thing is, it has so much global disastrous effects already and this is why it cannot happen and the only reason that they will push it because they'll use it as an agenda to say you're not entitled to electric car because you're not one of us go on your bicycle so you can't go anywhere and that is the only agenda they'll use it because there cannot be that many electrical vehicles in the world for everybody because it was will be the biggest disastrous mess Right, So basically, that is why they're going for it, because it'll take an everyday vehicle, which could be the hydrogen vehicle, made available to everybody.
0: That's something that I've been screaming about for the last... What year are we in? Uh, since about 2003 time. is when I, when I started hearing about that. It's been about 20 years now, and I thought, it, that's going to be the future. Somewhere along the line, I don't know what happened, but somewhere along the line around... I want to say it was like around the the time of the auto industry bailout, so 2008 to 2010 under Obama. All of a sudden, it changed. We didn't go that route because General Motors, Ford, Chrysler, and all these these U.S. auto manufacturers, uh, Dodge, Jeep, and the rest of them, they were all planning. They had already extrapolated out what they were going to do. Their market and their production was actually going to change, and they were headed to hydrogen because of what the japanese were doing they were messing Wonder with They
1: had the alacrity yes honda and, they the had, alacrity and had it not run in california
0: yeah they had the uh or i'm sorry it was the um uh claire honda clarity was one of them as well yeah alacrity we called it i think alacrity and the- toyota i believe made one as well but anyway we were planning on going that direction and then all of a sudden the economic crisis hit and the bailout hit of 2008 And all of a sudden, everyone was making electric vehicles after that because the auto industry couldn't survive on its own anymore. They needed the bailout. So the primary owner of the American auto industry became the U.S. Treasury Department. And And so basically,
1: and then you look into it and the only reason, the only reason for such a monster that is devastating economically, ecologically, and it's so unsound is to remove your freedoms. Because it's not going to be there for everybody. And it's your fault. It will not be there for everybody. Yeah, It will switch and you won't be entitled to it. Whereas the hydrogen car will keep giving you your freedom that you're used to. Mm -hmm. You can say, he's speaking a load of bollocks, I've got an electric car, whatever. We'll see. Batteries only last for so long. On that simplistic ideal alone, think of how many cars there are in the world. Not just your own, you geeky git. You, you will go down to a lot of service stations now and you will see those electric char- charging points not being used anymore. On well, the majority, you're one or two plugged in, but those people won't have it. It's quite amazing how the second-hand car industry in this country is
0: booming again. You that know? is interesting. All the people and that flog I- their cars... Uh huh. I'm, and I'm assuming people are buying them again. Yeah. I'm assuming that uh, there's not going to be a big secondhand market for those electric cars. There is no
1: secondhand market for it. That's because yeah, if that's you
0: funny. look at it, you don't own the battery setup. In this oh, do they lease the batteries now. In they the lease UK? the battery setup. Interesting. Interesting. So you don't actually own the car,
1: you don't own nothing
0: really. Wow. So I mean, it, the simplicity of itself
1: is in the early days when you had, um, it, say, Honda had an electric car. I knew somebody who had one, and the battery set failed. To replace that battery set was a humongous amount of money, it, it, and you might as well write it off. Yeah, it's. But I the, think thing it's is, a, the thing is, the thing is, you do that the on the scale of a billion cars, even whether it's in ten or twenty years. If they manage to make your battery set last for twenty years, that is a disgusting amount of waste, and all that. All those battery sets haven't really caused much harm and damage ecologically, and you know there's there's nothing humane about
0: them. Mm-hmm. Watch the TV show it used to be really prominent across the UK and of course the world. Uh, it's not on anymore because these these individuals aren't there any longer. Uh, I mean the the show's still there. It's different hosts now. It's called well it was called it still is called Top Gear, uh, and that was with Clarkson, Hammond, and May. Uh, those guys. And they reviewed these electric cars when they first started to come out. And not much has changed in comparison to where we are now. One of the things that they pointed out was the car itself was 12,000 pounds. Okay. So it wasn't a very big car, but it was 12,000, £12, pounds just to get this car to replace the battery pack on it. Mm-hmm. And they said it would be anywhere between five and eight years. You would have to replace the battery pack on it.
1: Yep. Just to replace to average, the battery average pack. averaged out to about six years, every six years, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And to have the battery pack replaced on it at that time, and again, not much has changed, was about nine to 10,000 pounds.
1: And you have all that waste, all that stuff yeah. that a lot of it can't be recycled. And that's one car.
0: And you've basically People just bought the car to again. Do that. Yeah, and you've basically bought the car again. So basically, what, again. what are they
1: heading for? Hang on. A service industry. We all supply the car if you're entitled to it. Yeah, and you will pay. As, as a service industry and you can use it but the chances are it'll be just like allowing you to have a taxi somewhere as long as it's within your 15 minutes probably because they can't go very far a lot of them and that's another thing yes you can the science is there to get the most out of it i haven't got a problem with how far musk has taken it he will finally find out and i i think he did uh, uh, a few years ago that and that is why he came up with the aspect of the h2o the h2o car which is obviously h2o is water which comes out the back of a hydrogen car just water vapor h is the first one two will be the second one o is the next one hydrogen powered cars
0: yeah yeah all
1: geniuses all geniuses see whatever and they go down the industry line i think he's finally realized that the battery idea is a no-no as much as whatever But he will will be sidestepping that.
0: I think he's about to learn a lesson the hard way. This is out today. Tesla commits to promoting core socialist values in a pledge with Chinese auto companies. The pledge Tesla made in China includes not engaging in abnormal pricing and prioritizing quality. Mm -hmm. That could be a serious problem. All oh,
1: well, it is, he's, he's basically being told, he's now being told, everything that you need is substantially here. Guess what? You we going owe to you, da- you're, uh, you're going to dance to our tune. That's right. He he has to, if he wants to still be the visionary that wants to take mankind to Mars, he has to get away from there. He does, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he was going kind to of come foul. Of that, eventually.
0: Well, they're eventually. We all gonna, knew that. Yeah, yeah, they're they're eventually. And I, you know, we we talked about this for quite some time. I've been saying this for a while. I said, here's what's going to happen. He's going to put all of the innovation, all of the technology, in over there, and then they're going to seize it all. And that's what they're doing. But,
1: and the thing is, everybody in a company that has its company in China wants to look and be scared because you don't own a damn thing if you're there. You got it.
0: All right, my friend, we are at time. It's been a pleasure. You're going to kick me off now, aren't you? Uh, unfortunately, yeah, we're at our our time limit. Uh, and I know you've got another 50 pages that you've probably oh, written uh, down.
1: I, I do have loads, but I really wanted to come on tonight. Well, mainly because, yeah. yeah, we just need to keep kicking this out. We need, we need to keep pushing it out there. I feel, I don't know whether you do or whatever, but we do have to reiterate some stuff because it gets cold corporations tend to and governments tend to steamroll over things like it's all about before and after covid and not covid now and as if it never happened
0: and everything else oh no it has so it happened and there's there's real fallout from it there's real suffering from it as a matter of fact there was a German bodybuilder who was a YouTuber. I actually saw this just a couple of days ago. Had I think it was like eight million followers or something like that, and mm-hmm. he just died of a brain aneurysm, thirty years old, a couple of days ago. Yeah,
1: and th- this is gonna two be weeks that. ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, two weeks ago, he was on a podcast. He was openly talking about, yeah, I had four shots. He says, and I, it, you know, I was peer pressured into getting them. The pressure around him was was that great that that he took them. And he had nothing but problems. It was uh, it was blood problems that he was having after that. And doctors mm-hmm. were putting him through all these tests and, you know, the D-dimers, troponin, all, all that stuff. They were telling him, hey, you know, you've got some serious problems that need to be addressed here. Well, a few days ago, brain aneurysm, gone.
1: It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. But there is one thing I would, on a positive side, there was the first International Lawyers Congress that went from the 30th of June to the 2nd of July. And it was held in Cologne, Germany. And there were lawyers from Austria, Liechtenstein, Switzerland, France, Spain, Italy, Czech Republic, Netherlands, Israel, Germany. There were a few other places, but those are the main headings were. And they were forming up to push back against this pandemic treaty, which yeah. is a positive. Because basically, they, someone somehow has to legally get these non-elected parties like the who who want to control everything out so there's something i haven't looked into everything on it and how i can find all the information about it but there are at least some legal eagles getting together to try and do things because they know they won't have any voice in anything yeah the
0: governments as you said they just they want to sweep it under the rug and move on you know the media you can't even find anything covid related in the media nowadays i don't think no
1: but the who has got to be lodged
0: Oh, it's time for them to go. It's time for them to go. For all his faults, I will say this, for all his faults, and as much as I do not like the guy and I don't endorse what he's doing now and I don't endorse the messages that he's carrying about supporting, still to this day, the jabs and everything, Donald Trump did, to his credit, he did pull us out of the World Health Organization. And that was the beginning of it, was that right there. So we're going to have to go. We, We cannot stay in that organization, especially when you've got China in there running it. It it, has it's to just be- gotta go and yeah it does the u.n you yeah you can't have WF, that anymore. gates wf
1: yeah, everything it needs to be investigated but yes i will say good night
0: sorry very that. well very well i will see you later this week uh you'll be back for your regular on uh the end of the week yes yeah
1: yeah no i'll, I'll be back
0: there's always something to talk about yeah of course
1: it, uh, i had a lovely time off but batteries are charged up and yeah we just gotta keep going
0: and we will just a couple extra days off during the week which is actually good because i've got more books to read i was actually reading when you came in tonight i was had my I head know. stuck in a book so you tell
1: me not to and you're there doing it all the time yeah i know
0: i know but i i just i can't stop yeah i gotta keep going exactly it is exactly what it is. it's because right, you care mate and that's good yeah yeah I, I do and i i wish more people did but hopefully on the other side of this hopefully they will too only time will tell all right my friend it's been an absolute pleasure thanks for coming in today i really do appreciate it welcome back. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening.